job up. Oh, job up. Welcome, my friends, to the Moon Jockeys podcast. <laughs> An in-depth discussion of Star Wars themes, characters, and storylines. Now, here are your hosts, Katie and Brian. Welcome to another episode of Moon Jockeys Podcast. My name is Brian, one of your hosts. I'm joined tonight by my co-host. How are you doing tonight, Katie? Oh, I'm pretty good, Brian. It's good to be here with you. I have to admit I'm a little nervous about tonight's discussion. Why are you nervous? You uh, you just know Yoda so much better than me. And I just, I know he's one of your favorite Star Wars characters ever. And so I... I'm coming to it with a bit of reverence and just, I don't know, I'm nervous. I want to do right by Yoda, you know, right by your favorite character or one of your favorite characters. Well, I'm, I'm just like, mm-hmm. I'm honored that thank you for showing him a little respect. Uh, he is just, <laughs> he might be my spirit character of Star Wars. Uh, the, the more I like looked at his moments this week, I was just like, so much of what he tries to do resonates with me. Um, so, yeah, we'll get into that a lot. So, I'm excited. Uh, we had a, yeah, nervous? a little bit nervous, because I want to know <laughs> what you're, what you think. Like, I, I'm, I so want to hear, because I know you're, have some, some restraint based on some of the things that he did in the prequels, and he definitely, as we've talked about in the Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. He's not perfect. Oh, um, no. I, I certainly do have my criticisms of Yoda, but that's uh, that's not what we're here to talk about tonight. I'm not here to, to drag him through the mud <laughs> okay. for once. I Yes, I definitely do have my criticisms of Yoda. I, I have criticisms of most characters because I think it's important to look at, at the media we consume critically and the characters that we consume critically. Um, and that goes for all characters, even the horrible villains that I love. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but tonight is about looking at the parts of Yoda that we love and our favorite Yoda moments. In fact, this is going to be a top five list. Yes? Yeah. Yeah. So we both wrote out the five moment, uh, Yoda moments that we love the most. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. We had a poll on our Twitter feed uh, this week. Do you want to go over the results? Sure. Uh, we asked our listeners at Moon Jockeys Pod, that's our uh, Twitter account, uh, what is your favorite visual representation of Yoda? Because, of course, Yoda has been portrayed a lot of different ways. Obviously, we've had puppet Yoda, and we've had CGI Yoda, and we've had a bunch of different animated Yodas. But um, the winning version of Yoda on our Twitter uh, was Puppet Yoda. Puppet Yoda pulled 50% of the votes. Uh, the rest going to uh, mostly CGI Yoda, and then one single <laughs> lone vote uh, vote vote for the uh, the Gendi Clone Wars Yoda. I'm if you remember that one, Gendi won over um, the Clone Wars animated. Well, I think I think it's just because uh, you know Gendi obviously did uh, 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 Gendi Tartakovsky, right? Yeah, did uh, Samurai Jack as well, and, and some other beloved cartoons. So I think it's just because that animator is so beloved that I I think somebody out there couldn't help but but vote for that one. 
uh, just uh, for the art style, probably. I'm just glad we didn't have any write-ins for the Rebels Yoda, because that is the <laughs> worst Yoda I've ever seen. I I don't love that one either. I ooh, Yeah, let's move on, move on, move on. Yeah, <laughs> I, the, I have I, to admit, yeah? The puppet Yoda from Empire Strikes Back is so classic, for especially for the original trilogy generation. But as time goes on, those puppets just decayed and they couldn't be used again. So when they made Phantom Menace, they tried to make a new puppet. And that was the worst thing that they made. I didn't uh, love that one either. The, the I... first puppet Yoda in The Phantom Menace was really rough. So when they cracked the code mm -hmm. in Attack of the Clones so that they could do a CGI Yoda... It was. It just became perfect because they could do anything they wanted uh, with Yoda at that point. Have him jump around and swing a lightsaber, maybe. <laughs> or jump but on somebody. A, I jump on. Yeah. Somebody clip his knees. <laughs> I take it the uh, the puppet Yoda from uh, Empire or the OT at least. That's the one you voted for. Actually, I voted for the Attack of the Clones because oh, it does. Oh my um, gosh. It does free him up for anything. Like it you can have the same consistent look for everything and oh yeah. my gosh that's insane because i i cracked and i voted for empire yoda just because when i go back and watch that one i i have such reverence for how he moves mm -hmm. he's just so well animated even even though he's not a piece of animation the way he moves seems very real to me but the more i thought about it the more i regretted that vote because cgi yoda it feels more alive to me. I, there's something in his eyes that's more real. I guess it's because they could add textures and they could add depths in his eyes the way, you know, a puppet kind of can't capture. I, I, when I look at, at Puppet Yoda, I do more or less see a, a doll, like a really well-articulated doll, right. but there's something not quite alive in his face for me, and the CGI captures that better. And I, I think some people look at CGI Yoda and, and they can't see him as alive. They see him as a cartoon, but I don't know. There's just something about the CGI Yoda that I, I believe that he's there. And I believe that he, if I touched him, I would be able to feel a heartbeat and I would be able to feel the texture on his skin. I, I don't, I don't know what it is quite exactly. So I, I'm regretting my, my puppet vote and I wish that I had voted for the attack of the clones one because then it, it would have won. I was so much better when I vote for puppet Yoda. I was the, weak. They just made so much uh, progress with the Attack of the Clones Yoda. I don't know if you've seen the behind-the-scenes uh, bonus features and the DVDs, but Rob Coleman and his teams just worked painstakingly uh, to make all the small intricacies of Yoda to match what they did in Empire Strikes Back. Did you watch oh, yeah, those? Kinda, yeah, I, I remember... Well. At the very least, I, I, I've had conscious thoughts before where I'm watching uh, Revenge of the Sith Yoda and kind of the way his ears move when he's walking, they kind of bounce a little, just mm -hmm. the same way the puppet did, like like they're rubbery, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. I'm like, I, I guess it's kind of counterintuitive to try to animate something the same way a, you would animate a puppet. You know, it's like, well, when why not just make a puppet? And I'm like, well, because the... The textures and the the fine details that you can get with the CGI one, it, it makes them seem more real to me. 
So I guess I could just sing the praises of CGI Yoda all night because uh, the prequels are good, actually. <laughs> they did do some very wonderful things, and what they open the doors for what they can do with Yoda is just amazing. Uh, seeing his battles with Dooku and then later on with Sidious, I mean. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. I feel like, I feel like we're going to have uh, more things to say about those fights later on in maybe, our list. Maybe a little. <laughs> you want to get started and uh, share your honorable mentions? Sure. So, like, my honorable mentions were almost as hard as my list because I had to narrow down to get to down to three honorable mentions. It's like, yeah, what what makes the list and what doesn't? That's the, why it's so hard. The first one that didn't make the list is Yoda. <laughs> this is your honorable honorable mention? <laughs> well, okay, yeah. Yoda versus Sidious <laughs> didn't make my honorable mentions. I mean, <laughs> that's a huge moment, and it didn't make even my honorable mentions. So oh. it's an honorable honorable mention. Okay, so from now on, all of our lists, we're going to have to do a top five, and then three honorable mentions, and then three honorable honorable mentions. That's maybe a little too much. Okay, so my first honorable mention of the three is um, the, duel with you, the duel with Dooku in Attack of the Clones. His first saber duel ever. Like, that moment was just so badass and like awesome and it was perfect like he didn't pull out his lightsaber he used the force to draw his lightsaber to his hand he just opened his cloak a little <laughs> it was oh, just so, so great cool. and then so like cool. he could jump around and be so fast and before that he just even, didn't want to mess with him he could yeah. absorb force lightning Oh my gosh, right. I was like floored when that happened. Like, okay, yeah, this is just what an honorable mention. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I want to, I am so glad that you put that one somewhere on your list because it's not on my list at all. I mean, I, I really love that one, but kind of like you were saying, only so many things can make the list. So it, it, for me, it's an honorable, honorable mention. I'm glad for you, it's an honorable mention. Well, that one... So that one mm -hmm. because it was just his first time ever fighting and like that was such a huge moment for me as a giant yoda fan mm -hmm. going into the prequels that well and huge. just i know for me it was just really cool to see yoda with a lightsaber it it just added another extra dimension to this character that we already love and we already knew that yoda was capable of amazing things and it's just like oh and he's also amazing with a lightsaber okay don't mess with yoda in case it wasn't clear that you don't want to mess with Yoda, also he'll mess you up with a lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> he's like he's he doesn't even reach my knees and he'll mess me up. <laughs> That's just so cool. Oh yeah. So it's a good pick. Good pick. Thanks. What was your first honorable mention? Oh, my first one? Um <laughs> all right. So my first honorable mention was I have to I have to bring up this part in Revenge of no, Return of the Jedi. Oh, when, so basically Yoda's like, it's time for me to die. I just, I know it. I can feel it. It's time for me to go. And Luke's like, you sure? And Yoda goes, yeah, I'm pretty sure. So he gets all cozy in bed, right? Yeah. Picture it. Yoda's cozy in bed. Tucked in. Yeah. He's nice all tucked warm. in. And then <laughs> Luke goes, Yoda, is Vader my father? <laughs> and, and Yoda just goes, 
uh, rest I need. Rest, rest. And he kind of just rolls over. Like, couldn't I so die without like, answering that question? So basically, exactly. He's just trying to get out of an awkward conversation by dying. Oh my gosh, that's so awful. Is, I'm just sitting here like, same. Oh. Same. <laughs> this is the most... Oh my gosh, the number of conversations I've tried to get out of that way where it's like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to have this conversation. Can I just roll over and die, honestly? It's late, I'm tired, I need to go to sleep. Well, and just like, he knows that, that it, his time has come, you know, night must fall, all this stuff. And he's just like, the, the last, the last thing he wants to say on this earth is like, mm, maybe later. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that cracks me up, and it's so relatable. Yeah. It's so painfully relatable. And then he just <laughs> busts out with your father. He is your like, father. He is like, oh my gosh! And it just, and then it becomes the most beleaguered death ever. <laughs> he was so ready just to roll over and go to sleep, and he's just like, okay, but one more thing. Okay, but okay, but also it'll dominate your destiny. Oh wait, 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 wait. There's another Skywalker. Yeah. He's, he just starts going one more thing. Look. Uh, <laughs> there is another. There's another Skywalker. Yeah. <laughs> that, and that, he croaks it. Okay, I don't mean he croaks like he dies. Though he does. But he croaks that line, Skywalker. He, like, I've heard that a lot of people the first time in the movie theater watching Return of the Jedi, they weren't sure what he said. Like people were like, wait, what did he say? Yeah. Yoda, no, he's gone, Yoda. What did he say? What did he say? And I, I'm so glad that I got to see that movie for the first time in the future when people already knew. Oh, I saw it in eighty three opening weekend in the theater, so Oh gosh. Did you did did you catch what he said or, or were you like, What was that? What did he say? No, I, I think I caught it. Like and it made sense that Leia was the sister. Mm-hmm. So well, luckily, I mean, I didn't see it until uh, the mid nineties, but luckily I I remained spoiler free. Like just it didn't come up at all in my childhood and and when he was like there is another skywalker i remember that blowing my mind and and <laughs> even though i i didn't know what that meant i i i do I, i'm pretty sure i understood him i didn't have to turn to anybody and be like wait what did he say i just was able to sit there and have my mind quietly blown return that there was another skywalker return of the De jedi was the first movie that i remember like actually paying attention to release dates Mm -hmm. That's why, like, I know that I saw it the first weekend. Wow. Because it was yeah. just, like, a big deal. It was my favorite thing. No, for me, it was, I had all of the OT on a VHS tape, and so I just popped them in <laughs> one yeah. after another. I didn't have to wait. <laughs> Lucky. Yeah. My second honorable mention, mm -hmm. um, you might have more to say about this later, mm -hmm. is the uh, Attack Maybe. of the Clones, the Youngling uh clip mm, yeah might have to talk about that one later just might <clears throat> i loved it because it just conveys that he has the heart of a teacher and a heart for kids and as a dad that's kind of my mo 
Aww. So that's me. What Aww. was your second honorable mention? I'm just like still freaking out about the image of you know, with all the little kids. Okay, but later. I'll talk about it later. Maybe. You don't know. <laughs> My second one as uh, when in Empire Strikes Back when Yoda says, uh, no, there is another. Right, right after Obi-Wan says that boy is our, is our last hope. Mm-hmm. And Yoda's just like, hang on, hang on. Leia still exists. Hi, Obi-Wan. In case you forgot, girls can be heroes too. Just, I have to throw that moment out there because thank you, Yoda. Someone said it. Someone said <laughs> Leia could be the hero too. Like, thank you, Yoda. <laughs> That's all. That has to be an honorable mention because I, I, I got to throw love to any moment that, that gives Leia her due. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, my last honorable mention is um one of the longer Yoda teachings. It's from Empire Strikes Back uh, as Luke is running through the swamp and it's Yoda's first description of the Force and he's saying a Jedi strength flows from the Force. Um, and then he talks about what is the path of the dark side, fear, anger, um aggression aggression those are the way of the dark side yeah dark side of the force are they easily they flow quick to join you in a fight yeah exactly once you start on the dark path forever will it dominate your destiny consume you it will (laughs) we've seen that movie a little bit one probably maybe a few times right it's one of those star war movies right yeah i think i've heard of that the the space fight my uh, my last honorable mention comes from the Clone Wars uh, episode Destiny. Ooh, a Clone Wars. When, yeah, a Clone Wars Yoda moment where uh, Yoda sees a vision of Ahsoka, who is apparently dying of too many coughs. I don't. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, you know, she looks at him and she says. Uh, you said I would become a Jedi, but the council expelled me. Why would you do that? And then she coughs a few more times, you know, gives a great epic death rattle, and then says, will I still become one with the Force when I die? And that hits Yoda really hard. He, like, has to stumble back, and he that, that, that question, will I still become one with the Force when I die, is what really pushes Yoda over the edge in this vision, because... I mean, this isn't the the real Ahsoka. This is Yoda's own vision of Ahsoka, and she's confronting him with the fact that he failed her. And then Yoda has to admit to himself that he failed you. He says that out loud. He says, "Failed, I have. If I failed them all, or failed them all." Mm-hmm. And I don't know. That makes Yoda so human to me that I that I just have to put that that moment on this list because before that, I hadn't really seen Yoda own up to any mistakes he he has that moment in attack of the clones where where he calls out the the jedi that are too sure of themselves mm-hmm. these days even the older more experienced ones but he doesn't do much to to call out himself he he sees the failings in everybody he even sees the failings in like little nine-year-old anakin you know he he's so eager 
to point out everybody's flaws, but he so rarely looks inward that way, which of course is the whole point of the of Yoda's uh, arc in in the Lost Missions, where he does confront his hubris and confront the fact that he has flaws, but just for him to say out loud that he failed Ahsoka specifically, who was cast out by the Jedi and now her her soul in a way is 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 in doubt or in peril you know the the jedi believe that that the sith don't become one with the force or the only way to become one with the force is to become a jedi and adhere to their code and stuff and ahsoka was on that path until the jedi cast her out she didn't do anything wrong she was innocent and they cast her out which is very very different than like something that happened with dooku of course that loss must have hurt yoda because that was his apprentice to see his apprentice walk away but that's not the same as someone who was innocent like Ahsoka and was cast out from the Jedi. And now maybe she won't become one of the Force when she dies. And Yoda has to look inward and admit that that's, that's his fault. He may have just condemned her. Like and, Duke, yeah. Duke who left on his own choice, whereas Ahsoka, yeah, exactly. uh, did, they did things to make her leave, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, at first, I mean, they expelled her. They mm-hmm. straight up found her guilty even though she wasn't and cast her out and when they admitted their mistake and and tried to offer you know say hey come back to the fold she was so hurt and betrayed by them that that she walked away and that's that's kind of on yoda yeah and so i i really i thought that was a good growing moment for yoda to admit that he so utterly failed her I, I mean, I, uh, I'm i sorry. I said I wasn't here to drag Yoda, but <laughs> uh, I think moments like that are important for characters. It, it helps them grow, mm-hmm. if that makes sense, yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I'm so protective of Ahsoka. She's so pure and good. <laughs> Would you believe if I said Ahsoka has her flaws too? <laughs> oh, of course she does. Of course, yeah. That's, but it's okay. that's accurate. <laughs> So before we get into the top five, I just kind of want to talk about my criteria of how I come about this list. Um, Sure. I put a lot of thought into it, but these moments aren't significant necessarily in the saga itself. It's not a most important Yoda moments in the saga. It's Brian's favorite moments in the saga because... I think the things that I picked were the teachings that resonated the most with me. And so there's a whole lot of Brian bias in the middle of these. So um, take with it what you will. You'll just basically get to know me a lot better uh, through what I picked. Ooh, well, that's exciting. This sounds really cool. Okay. So my number five comes from Empire Strikes Back. Shocker, shocker. Um, but this one is basically, I blame on Brian Young of Full of Sith. And, oh, not, not you, Brian. Oh yeah, no, not me. It's, it's Brian Young from Full of Sith's fault. Um, because his love for Jar Jar has changed the way I see Yoda in Empire Strikes Back. Okay. Um, I, I think Yoda is putting on a show at the beginning of his introduction to Luke on Dagobah. Um, He's Mm -hmm. basically 
acting really silly and being kind of foolish and he has the Yoda laugh uh, to seem a little silly uh, <laughs> to test Luke to see how he's going to react to that kind of personality. And uh, one of the reasons why I think that it's a total act and not necessarily who the real character is. I mean, th this is the first time we've ever seen him act this way, really. Like, if you look at it chronologically, one through um, six or whatever, uh, he, he hasn't acted that way much. Um, but in this situation, he also... There's a moment where his true um, wisdom shines through when Luke says that he's looking for a great warrior, and Yoda responds with... Uh, great warrior wars make not one great uh speaking from experience that the, being in a war doesn't make you a great person it often corrupts you so um yeah but the fact that he does the the fool's test with luke is a great moment because it tests how luke is going to treat others and i like yeah that. well i also think maybe because he says that Later on, he says that Luke is reckless and impatient and, you know, never his mind is on, on where he is, what he's doing. He's so impatient to get to Yoda and so impatient to to get to the finish line that he doesn't pay attention at all to, to what's in front of him. And he doesn't have any patience for someone who quite obviously means well, right. if that makes sense. You know, Yoda comes to him and, you know, he's clearly... Yeah, I think I think he's also putting on a bit of a show. <laughs> I don't know. Do you think maybe he's just gone a little crazy after 20 years of isolation? Uh, that may be. Maybe just a little. <laughs> maybe, especially when you're hearing voices being on Dagobah with the Force Tree. I mean, that will just enough to maybe. drive you a little bit crazy. Sure, sure. But I, I also think it's an act because he drops it so quickly when, you know, when uh, Luke starts to get frustrated and Yoda just sighs and goes, I cannot teach him or right. you know, something to that effect. Uh, he, uh, -huh. I think it's a like he's, he wants to see what Luke will respond to when he thinks that Yoda can't do anything for him. If, mm -hmm. if Yoda isn't useful to Luke, how is he going to treat him? Like, but once he realizes that Yoda is Yoda, the Jedi master that he's there to learn from, he, mm -hmm he treats him totally different with respect and reverence, you know? Yeah. Well, like, I, I mean, I don't know. I think you can, you can learn a lot from people by, by, yeah, how they treat children and how they treat, yeah, the, the elderly, uh, people who, who mean well. And, uh, you know, the Yoda comes to him and Yoda's like, yeah, come on, get out of the rain and I'll give you dinner, you know, a place to stay, you know, it, and, Luke just doesn't seem to care about any of that. So, of course, it's going to frustrate Yoda. And, and maybe if Luke had been more open-minded and, and been more grateful and stuff like that, Yoda would have maybe been more willing to teach Luke. I, I don't know. I uh, I am really glad that you picked uh, kind of Yoda's introduction as your number five because that's also my number five. Oh, really? Yeah, no, that's so cool. I, I I just really like his intro when when we first see him, not the the reveal like oh yes this is Yoda haha ha, we tricked you. I just really like the act. It's so funny to me how he's just rooting around through Luke's stuff. 
just throwing stuff anywhere. And, and then he gets into a tug of war fight with R2 D2. Mike, Mike, Mike! He starts like smacking him like like they're toddlers fighting over a toy and not like a Jedi master who should know better. <laughs> like Yoda. What Mike, are you doing? <laughs> Seriously, it's like he's two. Like I'm familiar. <laughs> oh my gosh, that just that cracks me up. I think it's so cute and. And you're right. We've never really seen him act that way. Um, I, I guess he he has been playful in the past. We've seen him be playful with children, but I I don't know. There's just something about seeing a Jedi Master crawling around, rooting around in the ground yeah. <laughs> on his hands and knees, like <laughs> being so petty. And oh, you, got, you gotta think that Yoda was influenced a lot by Qui Gon, so like being alone and isolated with Qui-Gon on Dagobah for 20 years, he may have learned a few think, things about Jar Jar, you know? You think? Oh, maybe. Oh, yeah. I'm sure Qui-Gon's Force Ghost is just full of nothing but Jar Jar stories. <laughs> like, he pulls out his wallet and it's just pictures of Jar Jar. <laughs> you know, it's just like, he threw out all those pictures of, of you know, young Obi-Wan <laughs> and just put them in there. Like, this is my son Jar Jar. I'm sorry. I'm proud of think... that one, yeah. <laughs> Do you think maybe, uh, maybe um, it was uh, it was Qui Gon's idea? He was like, "Okay, so here comes Luke. <laughs> I want you. I, you know what you should do? It'll totally mess with him. Just pretend you've lost it. <laughs> pretend. Oh, I know, I know. Act like Jar Jar. Do you think that was Qui Gon's idea? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, I... It's like, uh, you know, Qui-Gon's like, just just run up to him and go, excuse me. Like, see what he does. See what he says. <laughs> oh, no. And Yoda was like, no. <laughs> Yoda was like, I was with you until you said, excuse me. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> tell, me, tell me you're number four before I get derailed with charges. Okay. <laughs> um... All right, I'm gonna. I have another. Uh, my number four also comes from Empire Strikes Back, but this one I have a clip for, and uh, cool. you'll be able to hear it. Uh, yeah. So, so buckle up. It won't be incredibly long. <laughs> we'll never get it out now. So certain are you. Always with you, it cannot be done. Hear you nothing that I say. Master, moving stones around is one thing. This is totally different. No, no different. Only different in your mind. You must unlearn what you have learned. All right, I'll give it a try. No, try not. Do. Or do not. There is no try.
I can't. It's too big. Size matters not. Look at me. Just me by my size, do you? Hmm? Hmm. And where you should not. For my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life breeds it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. Here, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. Yes, even between the land and the ship. Okay, so that was a long clip. So thanks for uh, sticking with me. So basically, it starts off with always with you, it cannot be done. And then it continues on. Of course, if you think about it, you'll remember Yoda lifts <laughs> the X Wing and uh, pulls it out of the swamp and puts it on the ground. And Luke is looking at it in disbelief and he says, I don't, I don't believe it. And Yoda says, This is why you fail. So it starts off with always with you, it cannot be done. And it ends with this is why you fail is because Luke doesn't believe that it's possible. And so this entire speech is to convey to Luke what is possible through the force. Um, You shouldn't judge a book by its cover. You shouldn't judge a person by their appearance. There's more to people than just what they appear to be. Um, And, I love this teaching so much that it's my number four. So, no, that's really good. I I'm also glad that you brought that up because that is so important and it's so powerful. This idea that you know the the only reason that Luke can't do this is because the the it, the block is in his mind. You know, it's it's not out here. It's not the size of the ship. It's not his muscles that are failing him. It's, it's entirely an internal block. And that is why he can't do it. He can't see that in the force, there's no difference between the ship and the rock. Mm-hmm. He can only see, he can't see past the physical. And, and I like how you bring up that, um, that there's, there's more to people than, than what you see. You know, I, at first Yoda played the fool and it turned out he was a Jedi master. Yeah. You know, Luke can't see past what is, initially presented to him he can't see past his initial preconceptions which i guess then ties into the whole arc about vader because vader turns out to be more than than luke initially perceives um but i guess that's another discussion (laughs) to talk about yoda vader turns out to be more than what obi-wan and yoda perceive so uh that's fair yeah but i guess maybe does see the light still in Mm -hmm. yeah what i mean like i guess that's like two or three lessons down the line. This is just Yoda starting to introduce the idea to Luke that, hey, maybe there's more going on here than you give it credit for. And then it also talks (laughs) about the uh, try not do or do not. There is no try. And I think that what that... Mm -hmm. To me, what that's saying is it's not a matter about 
an effort put forth to make something happen as much as a decision to make that happen. So, like, if you're going to decide to do something, you should decide to do it until it's done to see it through uh, and not give up in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Well, also, if, if the block is in Luke's mind, then he already knows you know, at, when, when he's starting this task, he already knows whether or not it's going to be done. You know what I mean? Like he, if he believes that he can lift the X-Wing, then he will. But since he doesn't believe that he can, he's, it's not, it, it doesn't happen. So there, there was no try. He wasn't trying. He just, he had already decided before even starting that it wasn't going to be done. So he, he did not. It was like, well, do it or don't. And so he just didn't. If that makes sense, I'm talking in circles. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> it's Yoda logic. It's riddle logic, which is fun. Yeah. But it uh, it can be confusing, too. <laughs> totally. What was your number four? My number four is Yoda with the younglings, <laughs> as we were talking about before. Do you, you want to hear... play the little clip for me? I do. I would love to hear it. It's such a cute line. Go for it. Younglings. Younglings, a visitor we have. Hello. I'm sorry to disturb you, Master. What help can I be, Obi-Wan? Hmm? I'm looking for a planet described to me by an old friend. I trust him, but the systems don't show in the archive maps. Hmm. Lost a planet Master Obi-Wan has. How embarrassing. How embarrassing. Liam, the shades. Gather round the map reader, clear your minds, and find Obi-Wan's wayward planet we will. So. How cute is that? <laughs> so cute. How embarrassing. How embarrassing. It's just, his line read on that is perfect. And just like, also, also like side note, like, here, here's here's a little canon fact that you're only gonna find here on Moon Jockeys. Like this is this isn't on Wikipedia. You're not gonna find it anywhere else. Every single one of those kids survives Order sixty six. Every single, I guarantee it. Yes. I don't think that that's true. <laughs> no, no, shh, shh, shh. It's canon. <laughs> it's canon. It's canon. Every single. I know because you know what happened is I went over there. I gathered them all into my arms, and they were protected by my love, okay? They're too precious. Okay. They all survived, all okay. right? Okay, all right. You have to tell me these things. <laughs> like, so just, I just, I love seeing Yoda with the kids. I love seeing him be gentle and, and sweet and kind to them because, you know, when, when you watch Yoda in just just the films, just Yoda in the films, he is a bit of a harsh taskmaster. Yoda doesn't really have time to to mess around. Well, I mean, okay, we, we just talked about how he messed around with Luke. You know, he gave Luke this trial. But when it comes down to the brass tacks of, hey, I'm going to teach you the ways of the Force, he, he doesn't really play. But here we see him with the children, and he's kind of playful, and he's encouraging to them. And it's just, it's really sweet to see that when and it's age-appropriate, when he's, like, dealing with actual very, very small children, he can have that sweet, adorable, cuddly Yoda side to him. 
And I think I think that's important. Uh, I was talking earlier about how it's important to see Yoda humbled because that makes him more real. I think it's also really important to see this side of him too because that helps flesh him out as a character. Yeah, like, and it makes him. Mm-hmm. He really cares about teaching the kids, and I, it, I, th- I get the impression through this art, through Attack of the Clones, that he would have basically a hand in almost all the Jedi's training because he would teach this one class that is a basic skill that all Jedi need to have. Um, mm-hmm. So he would have that personal touch on all the Jedi. Oh age. yeah, I bet. Oh yeah, and because he lives for so long, I bet he really can kind of oversee all the all the you know young Jedi like that, and you know just kind of guide them not not just through childhood but then into into adulthood as well. It Yoda must have felt really blessed, like this is his big family, and mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just it's so sweet. I think it's important to see those sweet moments, and so this makes it a favorite of mine. Just him being cute with the kids. He does say, trust your feelings in this scene as well. He does, exactly. And I wish literally anybody besides Qui-Gon had said that to, to Anakin ever. Because, uh, uh, I mean, uh, I, I've said it before and I'll say it again. You know, so much of Anakin's downfall is that he was never allowed to trust his feelings. And the Jedi were always telling him that his feelings were wrong and he couldn't trust himself. So he was left fumbling in the dark. And I don't know, it, it is, it's just nice to see Yoda, he, he does know that ultimately you need to be able to trust your feelings. And Yoda knows it, and Qui-Gon knew it, and I wish Anakin had known it. Would have saved us all a lot of grief. <laughs> so it's just really endearing. I like this scene, that's why it's on my list, because it endears Yoda to me. Okay. I see, you're on number three? Yeah. Yeah, let's do number three. Okay, so I'm... At this moment, I'm glad I'm a few states away. And uh oh, what are you um, gonna do to me? Uh, the Phantom Menace and the Jedi oh, Council. I think uh, geez, Yoda has one of his most poignant teachings in all of the Star Wars saga when he says, "No, no." Fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to oh. anger. Anger leads to hate, and hate leads to suffering. That's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm like, going to end it there. Okay. I'm going <laughs> like, to That's fine. In my moment right there. <laughs> because I think that that is so deep and impactful. <laughs> that fear is a path to the dark side and once you start down that path of being fearful and afraid, I think it does dominate your destiny like it does lead to suffering. It leads to the suffering of others and the suffering of yourself. Um, it, it's a deep, meaningful teaching. And then he takes a little too far with what he says after that. But I, I can't remember that right now because we're talking about the good Yoda moments. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, uh, like I, I agree. This, uh, that little teaching moment by itself I think does have some wisdom and it is important to, to think about it, especially since Phantom Menace as a whole uh, needs to foreshadow and lay the foundation for the, the rest of the saga. And throughout the whole saga, we see how fear leads to the dark side, not just with Anakin, but with the Jedi Order and with uh, the Senate. The Senate is so fearful of their enemies that they vote away all of their powers to a dictator and give rise to an empire. And 
you know, Yoda's saying this whole fear leads to this, leads to that, leads to hatred and suffering. That's important. And it's important to have as, as an overture for the rest of the saga. My only issue is when he then follows it up with the, <laughs> I sense much fear in you like that like Yoda you could have ended it there before you could have ended this teaching moment before you turned it into a personal judgment on Anakin like this literal child standing in front of you you just like it, it turned the teaching moment into hey here's a reason to feel bad about yourself like <laughs> so so yeah I, I do know what you're saying like this that in us itself is good wisdom and it's it's always nice to hear Yoda put forth actual wisdom because the Jedi look up to him so much and because you know we as an audience are always we've been taught to look to Yoda as a, a, a teacher and of of the force and you know Yoda's supposed to be super knowledgeable about the force and so we're supposed to take what he says as insight mm -hmm. and so yes I really like that teaching moment not crazy about the follow-up but so so since, since you qualified it <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna agree with you okay <laughs> the teaching moment's a good one just remember he did say to luke straight up that is why you fail <laughs> like mm -hmm. he's, yeah he's not the one to sugarcoat like yeah. negative feedback <laughs> uh, that's fair i mean yeah but also, Luke is like twenty, and Anakin was like nine. I I gotcha. I understand. Yeah. Gosh, I really, really want to, to like derail and talk about how um, Darth Maul had a whole thing about how um, I'm just you know I'm gonna go for it. There was a a, a quote from Maul. It was his his tone poem. Mm -hmm. We've talked about the tone poems before, and uh, Maul's was um, called One Truth. And he said, fear, fear attracts the fearful, the strong, the weak, the innocent, the corrupt. Fear, fear is my ally. And I think that's such a good counterpoint to, to Yoda, who says, my ally is the force. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, Yoda talks about how fear is the path to the dark side. So basically, Darth Maul is just all wrapped up in, you know, the, the dark side. The, the dark side. That's so, ah, that's so good. Like, it it they rhyme they echo each other and i think that's just a really neat parallel how, uh, how the same way yoda evokes the force darth maul evokes the dark side and i'm just like oh that's so cool but this is a yoda list but i always have to bring it back to maul i'm so sorry <laughs> no you wouldn't be you if you didn't so it's okay oh, why am i like this <laughs> why am i like this <laughs> what is oh, your is it number my turn three again? yeah yes up. oh i'm up up all right, my number three is uh, the Yoda versus Sidious fight in Revenge of the Sith. And that one just barely edges out the Count Dooku fight for me because of all of the one-liners. It's so good. It's so funny. Just like... At the end, you know, your rule is... And, and what does he say? He says, uh, and not short enough it was or something yeah. like that. He's, yeah, yeah. At an end, your rule is, and not short enough it was. And then, like, at last the Jedi are no more. Not if anything to say about it. I have. It's so good. It's so good. And then, like, and then, like, Sidious tries to cheese it, and Yoda jumps in front of him and goes, "If so powerful you are, why, why leave?" <laughs> Just like Yoda's like, Yoda's like, I can't. 
came here to have a lightsaber fight and to eviscerate you verbally. Like, <laughs> he just came, he came with all of his one liners. I'm imagining, okay, I'm imagining him like, you know, taking the bus over to Sidious's house to have this lightsaber fight. And he's just like writing down all of his best one liners. He's like, oh, I know. And if he tries to leave, I'm going to be like, if so powerful, you <laughs> And when Yoda enters the room, he basically does the Darth Sidious thing and slams the guards up against the wall and knock them oh, out. Oh, right? Right? And just, like, that's so good because we waited for so long to see those red guards do something and Yoda just instantly wastes them. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you thought this was going to be their moment? Nah. No, nah, nah, they're done. <laughs> they're out. Oh, and it's then, just, it's so delightful to me. And then uh -huh. they go up into the Senate and you see them basically fighting in the senate for the galaxy like as they throw the pods at each other and just mm -hmm. causing great they discussion like, they're great like destruction literally dismantling the senate and throwing it at each other while duel of the fates plays in the background like there's nothing subtle about this moment at all all subtlety went out the window with mace windu honestly like... yeah <laughs> oh man just like oh, it's so good and i i don't know i like i like seeing this insane fight of this like wrinkly old cgi guy and this wrinkly little green guy just going at, at each other with lightsabers and they're both got crazy moves like yoda can jump around like crazy and sidious is like ambidextrous and just you couldn't even imagine how he can move that way and the truth is he can't he's cgi <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then um and then the the details we were talking about how detailed cgi yoda is and how you know puppet yoda couldn't have quite done that and and for me one of the coolest parts is when yoda is trying really hard not to fall he's clutching onto one of those pods and then you see his nails scrape yeah because he's clutching so hard i don't know why i just think that's so cool like it's just such a neat detail. It yeah. makes it feel real. Yeah, and like visceral. Mm-hmm. That's a good moment. It really, really just... is. I think, I think that Yoda kind of gives up in the middle of the fight. Like, it doesn't make sense to me that Yoda's actually beaten uh, when he falls down and loses his lightsaber. Hmm. Like, mm -hmm. I think he just kind of, like, he felt something in the Force where he needed to disappear and end. Like... I guess he has another chapter to play, like another task to do in the Force, training Luke and stuff. Uh, but I think Yoda kind of gives up in the middle of that. I don't see him as actually being defeated and losing more than... I, I don't know. I think... I mean, Yoda is supposed to be crazy amazing with a lightsaber, but if one person could beat him. I think it is Sidious because then, you know, kind of consider again, I have to pull it back to Maul. Like Maul was trained by Sidious and that's kind of part of why Maul is so crazy good is because he had this like incredibly gifted teacher who then, you know, shaped him to be this amazing fighter. Like, so I, I think Yoda could have quite possibly been overpowered in that moment. I don't. I'm. I'm sorry. Sorry. I know. Like, 
Yoda's really powerful, and it's and it's tough to see him lose. But I think I think maybe Sidious did just outmatch him with a lightsaber, and Yoda wasn't expecting that. And then Yoda, you know, I I think maybe Yoda did kind of play out the 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 scenario in his head where he was like, well, if I can't beat him, I don't think I could beat him and Vader. Right. So he he decided to cheese it, which maybe seems cowardly. I don't I don't know. I I don't think it's cowardly. But I could understand if somebody was like, no, no, that Yoda didn't give up. That's that's not like him at all. But I don't know. I, I just see it as as he was not expecting Sidious to be as good with the lightsaber as he was. And then Yoda decided to, to get out of Dodge. Well, I mean, by that time, they weren't really using lightsabers much anyways. They were using oh, that's true. force lightning and uh, mm-hmm. throwing the pods at each other. Yeah, that's true. So... Yeah, like, <clears throat> I, it's okay if he I does. Think he's, yeah. Uh, whatever he chooses, I I can. I mm-hmm. it, it doesn't change the way I look at him. It, but, um. It just seemed abrupt to me. Like the the flow of the battle didn't seem like he had lost at that point to me. That's fair. So it's more like an editing issue and for you, and not more like a character issue. Yeah. I get that. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're getting into the nitty gritty. Yeah, you're number two. We're getting up there. Okay, so I've talked a lot about Empire Strikes Back, and mm-hmm. I talked about the Phantom Menace, a little prequel love. <laughs> now I'm going to talk about my favorite Yoda moment in the Clone Wars. Um, oh. The animated uh, Clone Wars that we got on Cartoon Network. Mm-hmm. Actually, this was never on Cartoon Network. It was on Netflix. Oh, true. Yeah. Like, uh, <clears throat> the Lost Mission yeah. were only on Netflix. Yeah. So, in mm-hmm. Destiny, which is in the Yoda arc in the Lost Missions, um, Yoda goes to the Force Planet, uh, where he meets the five priestesses, I guess they're called. Um, and they take him to a tree uh, where he will face your evil... He must face your evil and defeat it. Um, and when he goes into like this forest, he's encountered with his dark side hubris, which is really cute and kind of scary at the same time. It's basically a shadow of Yoda, but with a little bit more of the deranged uh, laughy Yoda. Like the, the <laughs> playful Yoda is kind of what the hubris sounds like uh and it it's a great sequence because it talks about how yoda denies that he even has a dark side to himself um and the the hubris says why do you not admit what gives you power um because he like in he daily is corrupted by the decadence of war basically um he's made more and more powerful by being in the clone wars um and then eventually yoda does admit that he has a dark side and he accepts it and he no longer lets it have power over him but through discipline and choices he will 
control he will control it because it's part of him and so like the fact that so I, that all that I take to mean that every Jedi has a potential to do good or um, evil like we have the potential to basi basically nurture which side of the force we want to to, to grow in do we want to grow in the dark side or do we want to grow in the light side? Um, and through our choices and actions, we can make that happen. But just because you choose one path doesn't mean that your potential for the other path goes away. You kind of always have that, and it's always a part of you. You just have to take responsibility for that. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. No, that's so smart. I, I like the way you phrase it because... Yeah, I feel like Yoda refusing to acknowledge that his dark side was there is what gave it power. Mm -hmm. um, this idea that <clears throat> I think I think yeah, when when he's about to to walk in and, and face that creature, he says, um, uh, a, "A Jedi master, I am. Know all that dwells within. I do. Mastered my weaknesses and conquered my fears. I have." He. I think he believes that he's so old and he's been through so much that he doesn't have anything left to learn, but that's not true. We, we never stop learning. You know, it, it doesn't matter how old we get, you know, we, we think we know everything, but, but we never will. We'll always have more to learn. And, and only by admitting that he still has the capacity for evil and, make mistakes and all of that he can he take control of it the first the first step is admitting there's a problem right yeah and yeah only by admitting that his dark side is there can he take control of it and that's such a powerful moment for me because he spends the whole time going you know recognize you i do not you know you Yoda doesn't recognize you. He says this over and over again because he's just refusing to admit that it's there. And then his dark side just kicks his butt mm -hmm. because, you know, by by denying it, just saying, no, you, you don't exist. I don't even know what you're on about. Like, no, that's only going to make it stronger. But then when he finally turns to it and says, recognize you, I do. Part of me you are. Mm -hmm. That's what takes away its power. And, and you know, Yoda finally takes control of the situation. And that was really powerful and important to me when I saw it, the, the way he was able to face it and then say through patience and training, it is I who controls you. Because, yeah, those that dark side of you, sometimes it, it never quite goes away, but it controlling it is possible through patience and training. And, and then he rejects it. He looks at his dark side, accepts that it's part of him, but doesn't let it control him. He, he looks at it and says, reject you. I do. And, and it just dissipates into light. And wow, just gosh, what a, what a powerful moment. What an important moment for e even Yoda had a dark side and even Yoda was capable of, of evil, but, he recognized it and would not allow it to control him. Like ig ignoring it, saying it wasn't there, that didn't give him power over it. It gave his darkness power over him. Like, and so he had to flip it. He had to take control of it. And that just, wow, wow. Like, <laughs> like how, good, good scene. How often do we try to 
hide our own dark sides among people. Mm -hmm. Like, I think a lot of times we try to make everyone think that put our best foot forward and to look positive or whatever. But there are times when our dark side is part of us and Mm -hmm. we have struggles, be it like mental illness or depression or anxiety or unforgiveness or or anger or fear. Like there are Mm -hmm. parts of our lives that aren't always pretty. Um, And the more we try to ignore them or hide them, the more corrupt they become and they can just kind of eat away at your soul and yeah okay well, yeah. i feel like i feel like it's it's an admirable goal to to try to put your best foot forward and it's admirable to try to to soldier on you know to, to do your best but ignoring a problem or or refusing to admit that you that you have a problem that that's only going to give it more power over you it's it, it gives you the power if you take control of it and admit that there is a problem and say, well, this is a work in progress. And through training and patience, I, I'll, I'll, I will control this. It, that, that was so important. It, it's so important to hear. And I think anybody could apply it to their, to their, real, to their real life and say, Hey, you know what? This is an ugly thing about me, and I am going to do my best to to put it aside and, and move forward. But I'm also going to to be patient with myself and and take control of the situation. Like I I I think that's really important and really moving. And that's a really really good Yoda moment. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks Yoda. Thanks Yoda. He had some good uh, ones. He did. He does. He has good ones. What was your number two? My number two comes from uh, the scene, actually, that you played earlier, uh, specifically when Yoda says, uh, luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. eh?" Just, yeah, talking about moments that that hit you hard and make you think about life and stuff. (laughs) That's it, you know? That's that's one of those ones that hits me hard and, and makes me think. And it's, it's one of those moments that if I'm in the right mood and I'm, I'm watching empire strikes back and the music swells just right. It'll make me cry really hard because I I want to believe that I'm more than just this flesh cocoon. (laughs) I, I want to believe that, that I'm something luminous and beautiful and bright and, and I wish that that we could see each other that that way. I wish sometimes when people look, looked at me, they wouldn't just see a, a woman, you know, and and then all the stuff that that entails. I, I wish they would see the the thing inside. I think that's all any of us want. We want to be seen for who we are and not what we are. We're we're not just this crude matter. Of of course, the the crude matter is important. I think my body is important, but there's also something inside that that wants to communicate with other people and, and touch other people and I just I, I love hearing Yoda say that and and validate um, that that part of me that part of all of us that is luminous not just the the crude matter yeah like I, mm-hmm. I think that that is kind of important and it does mm-hmm. it does imply some very cool things like 
I, I don't know if I told you, but there's a scene when the a daughter dies in Mortis. If you look in the background, the trees um, initially are kind of like dark and ashy. And then all of a sudden, the ashes of the tree, the bark or whatever, falls off of the tree. And they just become these glowing, luminous trees. Um, and so Pretty. it's, it's, yeah. it's kind of cool that way that as she dies, the, the trees become luminous. So. Yeah, because it, the force is in all living things, right? Life creates it, makes it grow. And so, you know, it's, it's not just us people. It's, it's also nature. It's the trees. It's everything, you know, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere, <laughs> even between land and ship, right? Right. And, I, yeah, I, I, I like that idea that we're all connected in this way, the, the circle of life, right? Yeah. <laughs> When we die, our bodies become the grass and the antelope beat the grass. <laughs> We're all connected in the delicate balance of the circle of life. <laughs> Are you going to sing for us? I absolutely. I will sing for this podcast. <laughs> Akuna Matata. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's my number two. Moments that make me cry. That The more a moment makes me cry, the higher it climbs up on my list. <laughs> nice. That's good. And reason. that one gets me. That one gets me good. Mm-hmm. Gets me good. Yep. <sighs> okay. You ready for your number one? Yeah, I, number I think one. So. You ready? Mm-hmm. I was quite shocked the fact that my number one was my number one. Mm-hmm. Um let me just play it for you and then I'll talk about it. Okay? Sure. Okay. What makes you unique? Makes you strong. This you must use. Yourself, you must always be. I think I understand. I need to fight like myself. It comes from Forces of Destiny. This tiny little micro series wow. has my favorite Yoda moment. Wow, that one got you good, huh? <laughs> it climbed all the way to the top of your list. Yeah, it must have got you. It does because okay. of the point that it makes, which is kind of uh, yeah. it's it's super important to me because of what it means. I think that, as I've said before, it's um, what makes you unique makes you strong. Um the things that are most the world would tell you are flaws like they're not flaws they're they're gifts and they're 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 they become a strength like i'm a huge fan of personality tests um <laughs> like if there's a personality test out there i've probably taken it because personality <laughs> tests can give you insight into who you are as a person and how you work how you tick um, and they can help you grow. Like, I personally am an ENFP, so, like, I'm an extrovert, I'm intuitive, feeling, and perceiving. Um, like, I, if I could encourage people to just, to know themselves, and to accept themselves, and to just 
let that be a strength and a source of uh, courage that then I would that would be a great thing in the world um, yeah. I don't want people to see themselves as flawed because they don't look like Joe Schmo down the road or they don't <laughs> fit into what is quote unquote average that's yeah. just not what's important to me and so like this moment in Forces of the Destiny is my favorite Yoda moment yeah um I mean correct me if I'm wrong but the sense I get is that like you you really want to be Yoda and spread this kind of message and teach young people that that their uniquenesses make them strong and that they must always be themselves is is that kind of am I on the yeah that's pretty much it yeah wow yeah no and then it can be really moving when when you resonate with a, a line like that it can be very moving because you know that other people are watching it and other people are hearing these messages and then a, a especially since Forces of Destiny is targeted at young children, you know that, that they're hearing this message. And so that then becomes very moving. And so I, I, I get it, man. And I get it. It's, it's a good one. And that's a really good message for people to hear. Yeah. That's All right. A good one. Thank you. Yeah. Now I got to know, what is your number one, man? Man, yeah, my number one, this is going to be, I think it's going to be a bit of a surprise because it's so... Uh, such a, I don't think this would be number one on anybody else's list if you ask them to name their favorite Yoda moments because um, it, it just hit me personally and it made me cry. It made me cry really hard. But it is, um, not to build it up too much, of course, it's from, from the episode Destiny from uh, the Clone Wars animated series. I, I feel like we've talked about that one a lot tonight. It's a good one. It's one of the it's best. A good, yeah, it's a good episode. Arcs. Mm -hmm. but uh there's a moment where yoda is given a vision of serenity and peace he sees the jedi temple without war and uh he walks up to obi-wan to see you know who obi-wan is talking to and uh and it turns out obi-wan is talking to count dooku um count dooku turns around and and yoda like immediately goes on the defensive like oh count dooku mm -hmm. but hey surprise this this is a Jedi temple without war and Count Dooku never left he's he's just Dooku and uh and and then uh you see that he's also talking to Qui-Gon Jinn you know Dooku Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon are all standing around talking about when Dooku was young and he was uh Yoda's apprentice yeah and he and he says um, I'm gonna read you the quote he says uh I was telling them the tale of how you face of when you faced the giant Tarentatek on Kashyyyk what a terrible beast it was. And then and then uh, we just see Yoda. He, like, visibly relaxes, and his eyes go distant. Like, he's, you know, he can see it in his mind, and he just goes, yes, I remember. Mm -hmm. And, oh, man, and Duka says, uh, oh, we had wonderful adventures, Master Yoda and I, and oh, that got me. That got me so hard because, again, none of this is real. This is all just in Yoda's head. And that gives us such insight to what Yoda truly wants, what would make Yoda the happiest out of anything in the world. If anything could seduce Yoda and, and pull him from the path, it is this image of this 
all of his sons, basically, you know, his apprentice and his apprentice's apprentice and his apprentice, you know, like it was four this generations. chain of love. Yeah, four generations of his sons all together. Just this, this, this chain of love unbroken makes Yoda peaceful and, and happy. And just seeing all three of them together, the way they never were in life. Recall yeah. that Count Dooku in Attack of the Clones says, it's a shame our paths have never met before. You know, he, he says that to Obi-Wan. Mm -hmm. So Count Dooku, Qui-Gon Jinn, and Obi-Wan were never all in the same room. And that's all Yoda wants. <laughs> you know, because um, the... the this is his love yeah. passed down. You know, he, he, you know, we, we've talked about how Yoda probably had a hand in everyone's training, but Dooku was, we can presume, especially important to him because that was his apprentice. And so we know that masters and apprentices form very close bonds. Um, and so Yoda, you know, poured a lot of love into Dooku, who then passed that love onto Qui-Gon, who then passed it on to Obi-Wan. And just seeing all of them together, the way they never were in life is enough to make Yoda feel happy and complete. And, and then as the scene goes on and Yoda realizes, wait, this isn't right. And he like points at Qui-Gon and says, died, you did dead. I know you to be died. You did on mm -hmm. the boo. I actually had to pause the episode and lay down. I was crying so hard. Aww. Like, Oh, I, I was a goner just, that made my heart go out to Yoda because kind of before that moment, I hadn't really seen Yoda as, as human. Mm -hmm. This episode did a lot to make Yoda seem real and human to me because he does so much growing in this episode. He admits his faults. He admits that he failed Ahsoka. And then acts like he's beyond these things because he looks at Anakin and says, when somebody dies, miss them, do not mourn them, do not. And I'm like, well, Yoda, mourning someone that you loved is is an important process. You're allowed to have those feelings and you're allowed to have that grief before you can move on. But Yoda just sits there like he's beyond those things. And finally seeing him in this moment, in this episode, where we see what he truly cares about and what he mourns could never be. Wow. Yoda's finally a real person and a real character to me. And it, yeah, it, it got me, it got me good. This is, that's why it's my favorite Yoda moment. Cause it, it finally made him real to me. Oh, that, that's yeah. adorable. Yeah. I, uh, I cried so hard. That scene is Ooh. so painful because like, I don't know if you noticed, but every single one of the younglings from the gathering is there. And that just kind of breaks my heart. Oh, that too. <laughs> and then you see a lot of other Jedi that you know that have passed. Like one of mm -hmm. the sisters that's from the Fives arc at the beginning of the Lost Missions is there. Uh, the new... Do you know which sisters mm -hmm. I was talking about? Um, yeah, yeah. It's just a lot of people that have passed on. And so Yoda realizes that it, this is like an illusion Mm -hmm. uh, and it's just kind of heartbreaking yeah just yeah it it got me good especially because it, it starts with Dooku being all nostalgic about his training with Yoda which you have to imagine 
is something Yoda holds very dear. Like Yoda, Yoda's lived for so long. He has so many memories that this, this vision could have pulled from, but it decided to pull his memories of, of training Dooku. It decided to harp on, you know, to tug on those heartstrings specifically, Mm -hmm. you know, like it, it could have shown him anything given, you know, this vision, if it's meant to pacify Yoda and make him feel serene and like, he doesn't want to leave. Like he, he doesn't have to leave leave if he doesn't want to if it's meant to make him feel all those things and make him want to stay then it could have done anything but no it tugged on his heartstrings of of being a father basically and and raising dooku in into a an accomplished jedi master and just him standing around being nostalgic about it and sharing those stories with his padawans oh 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 yoda i want to hug yoda Tell him it's gonna be okay. Oh, it, yep, it got me, and I'm I'm almost crying. Like just talking about it, I'm getting so emotional. It's so good. And, uh, yeah, it it um not to derail too much, but uh, uh were you ever a fan of uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my uh my favorite was always um Splinter. <laughs> Master Splinter. Yeah. <laughs> Splinter, he's the best. Well, and just always be. Because uh, Splinter never made it a secret that he was, like, a dad to these turtles. Yeah. So I, I always kind of ask myself, like, I'm like, why do I have such a soft spot for Splinter? But I just don't quite feel that for Yoda. And it, it wasn't until this episode, the the Destiny episode, that I was like, oh, my gosh, Yoda is Master Splinter. And just he's he's more reserved about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yep. He, he is a dad. Like, I, I, I think that that one of the major reasons why i like him so much like he just mm-hmm. he has that mentor quality of wanting to invest in other people and yeah trying to yeah exactly help them grow yeah yeah exactly what's uh what's your favorite turtle though your favorite ninja turtle <laughs> uh, um, i'm gonna guess michelangelo no no way it was maybe donatello it was leo because he was the it leader. Was Leo. <gasps> yes, Leo's my favorite too. <laughs> I was so off. I was like, "Are you gonna like the funny one or the tech one?" No. <laughs> yes, high five. Leo's the correct choice. Leo's the best one. <laughs> you're was uh, the you're responsible <laughs> one. Yeah. Well, and also blue's my favorite color, so I was like, I have to go for the blue one. Duh. <laughs> blue is like my color. <laughs> <laughs> Leonardo, he's a leader in blue. Does anything it takes to get his ninjas through. Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to uh, the prequels are good actually podcast with uh, Ninja Turtle Corner. <laughs> Was that in uh, Vanilla Ice's rap? Oh no, that's actually from the latest animated series um, oh. that I watch, and it's amazing. That's part of the intro. Oh, they have okay. this whole whole like rap, and it's super good. Go ninja, go ninja, go. Go ninja, go ninja, go ninja. Go, yes. <laughs> don't get me oh, don't get me started about Ninja Turtles. Don't get don't go there. <laughs> Did you want to be April O'Neil? No, I wanted to be Leo. <laughs> like Okay. Alright. Uh and don't even like get me started on like, you know, Venus. Don't be all like, oh, did you want to be Venus de Milo? No, I wanted to be Leonardo. Thank you. <laughs> did they only add one female, like Venus, or did they add more? 
Uh, Venus and Mona Lisa. They added two. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Mona Lisa made it to the uh, to the to the reboot series to the current one. I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. So we started talking about Yoda and he's green and the Ninja Turtles are green. It ties together. Okay. It like. <laughs> You know, we've reached it the end. Fits. We're allowed to have a tangent every now and then. <laughs> I'm just really passionate about the Ninja Turtles. It's like it's like uh, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, and, and cartoons are like my great passions. Oh, and Harry Potter. Gotta get me some Harry Potter in there. <laughs> Lord of the Rings is my second favorite franchise. Oh, there you go. Not a not a Harry Potter kind of guy. I've read them and I yeah. like them. I don't mm-hmm. love them. Oh, that's fair. I, you know, I think I would pick Harry Potter over Lord of the Rings, but I'm sorry. I was a 90s kid and Harry Potter was so much a part of that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the, this is the Star Wars, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, Ninja Turtles animation (laughs) podcast. So on that note, next Mm -hmm. week. Uh, we will be recapping The Force Awakens. Oh, yes. Oh, I'm excited. I just, I really need to sit down and really dive into The Force Awakens and just, you know, rewatch that movie again and really think about that movie. I've been yearning to, you know, with the closer we get to The Last Jedi, the more I just want to, like, really examine The Force Awakens. And uh, I think, I think it'll be good. It'll be good to kind of, cleanse <laughs> cleanse all my force awakens feel yeah uh, before we move into the last jedi mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see how we filter this next episode right <laughs> because i the think themes. we can talk about it forever and yes. do we want to talk about just the themes in general of the the movie or do we want to talk about what questions are raised for the next movie um oh, but then i don't we're know man be doing a preview of the last jedi as well the following week so the next two weeks we're gonna Mm -hmm. be prepping for the next jedi pretty heavily yeah it's gonna be so much fun i'm ready for it i'm ready i'm like i'm starting to shake and twitch oh i i'm not i'm ready but i'm not ready for the last jedi where where i I want it. I'm excited for it. I'm here for it, but also I'm nervous. Just, I just, I need to get my mind off it a bit. I'm actually like in the week leading up to the last Jedi, I'm going to go to Disneyland (laughs) to kind of just not think about the last Jedi for a few days and just clear my head. So that'll be fun and amazing. Like that's, yeah close like we're it's only three weeks away practically like i know three weeks and two days basically oh my gosh and yeah so just the closer we get to it the more nervous and excited i get so i just kind of need to step back and take a breather hence the hence the disneyland vacation (laughs) that'll be that'll be fun it'll be cool so yes very much looking forward to some force awakens talk um if uh you're listening first of all you're awesome for listening. Thanks for making it through all the Ninja Turtle talk <laughs> all the way t- <laughs> to the end of the podcast. Cowabunga, Turtle power. dude. Turtle power. <laughs> Booyah kasha. <laughs> I'm sorry. Booyah kasha. Anyway. Oh, I'm sorry, right? I'm sorry. They they got rid of the cow. 
Obunga in the in the reboot, and now Michelangelo's is Booyakasha. What are you? <laughs> they got rid of the Cowabunga. <laughs> I'm what? Sorry. I'm sorry. It's not the 80s anymore. I'm sorry. They uh... had to make new turtles for a new age. New turtles for a new age. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Once again, I'm the old man. Right. And once again, I have to derail it to talk about my favorite cartoons. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So yeah, if you're still listening after all that, after a couple booyaka shots, please, please go ahead and send us your favorite scene of The Force Awakens. Uh, go ahead and uh, tweet us at Pod on Twitter, or just go ahead and email us at moonjockeyspodcast at gmail.com. You know what? Just go off, tell me your favorite part of Force Awakens, and I'll read it out on our podcast. I love reading your guys' feedback on this podcast. It's a lot of fun. Um, of course, uh, it really helps us out if you rate or review us on iTunes. Uh, if you say something nice over there, give us a nice review. I'll read that out, too, at the end of our next episode. You guys know I love doing that. Uh, Brian, if people want to reach you personally, where can they do that? At Balls and Play on Twitter and Instagram. Awesome. I hope people do that. Uh, if you guys want to reach me, you can do that at Dameron on Twitter. And that about wraps up this episode, finally, <laughs> after much, much ramblings. It's been I just a fun wanna, one. Thanks it's a lot. Been a, it's been a really fun one, Brian. I'm so glad we were able to get some Yoda talk in for you. I appreciate it. I'm sure the mall talk is right around the corner at some point. Oh, you know it. You know it. <laughs> well, everybody, again, I just want to thank you for listening. And until next time, just remember, the Force will be with you. Always. <laughs>